Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. First Timothy 6 verse 12. I want you to dream about this scripture. Today, uh, for sake of time, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do expository teaching. But I will just show you something that will help you. Let's look at the scripture together. Want to go? Let's read. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Amen. So, we've been talking about this for a while, and I believe that it has been a blessing to most of us here. Glory to God. I want to just talk to you briefly on seven things to fight for. Amen. On Thursday, I talked about the supernatural. You could get the message. I'm not going to go back there. But I want to share with you seven things you should fight for. You know, sometimes believers are fighting for the wrong things. Hello? There are some of you now, you are in a fight. Can you tell the neighbor close to you what the fight is about? Amen. <laughs> what is the thing you are fighting for? Amen. Amen. <laughs> if it's not something you can say, say, I can't say it too. Amen. <laughs> you know, some of you, when they now ask you, you know, have you seen where a husband and a wife have a misunderstanding? Then, the man is fuming. Then they sit them down and say, what happened? The man will say, ask her. They ask the man, what happened? Ask him. Now, at that moment, they are beginning to reason how stupid the thing that they are fighting about is. So, it doesn't sound, you know, intelligent to say that that's what you are fighting about. Say, no, 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 no. Let her talk. No, let him talk. When you eventually get someone to talk, sometimes you hear, I told her, to press the toothpaste from the top. <laughs> she is pressing it from the bottom. Or vice versa. That's not just even about how she's pressing it. It's the way she's answering when she's pressing it. Now, it matters what you're fighting for. Let me say this to you. You have one life. Everybody say, I have one life. Say it again. Say, I have one life. One life. One life. Forget all those stories they tell you that when you come back, there's no other life you're coming to. It's hell or heaven. There's no other life. 
No scripture suggests that. So if you are one of those that are believing that, okay, you know, maybe, you know, some of you still believe in evolution. So you think that you are a former monkey. I know some of you look like monkeys. But listen. <laughs> listen. That maybe when you come in another life now, you'll be, so, you'll be an angel. <laughs> or you were a man before, you'll be a woman next time. Or you were a woman before, now you'll be a man. Wake up. Get this revelation. You were not a former monkey. This is your first and only existence. Amen. Are you listening to me? You were not a former monkey. I know you don't believe. I say you are not a former monkey. In Jesus' name. <laughs> so, we have one life. So, you have to choose your, your, your fights. Everybody say, choose your fights. You have to choose. What are you fighting for? You choose your fights. There are some things in life you will avoid. Amen. There are some of you here, the reason why you are so stressed is that you have too many fights. You are exhausted. They will all see. Those people will see. This one will see. This one will see. Now you are sick. Choose your fights. There are some fights that you must fight. And then there are some you should avoid. Now let me just say this before I get into the list of what they are. You know, there was a man in scriptures, popular, David. How many of you know David? Do you know that David had two giants in his life? Amen. Do you know that? Do you know that Saul was a giant? Amen. The Bible says that Saul was head and shoulder above everybody. That's in the city, in that part of the country. How you identify Saul is that just look for the man that is up there. So they say, oh, he's going to be the king. They now made him king. He was a giant, so to speak. Nobody frustrated David more than Saul. Amen. Saul wanted to take David's life. That would have been a good time to say, all my enemies die. But David knew that this giant is not the one I'm supposed to kill. There are giants in your life that are not for killing. This giant is not to kill. But there's a giant to kill. Amen. Some of us have kept Goliath and killed Saul. But it's Saul that is the anointed. Amen. Touch not. Goliath is the uncircumcised Philistine. Amen. He must go down. Meaning that in choosing your words, you are concerned about the agenda of heaven. Amen. What is this fight about? Is it just a personal squabble? Is it a superiority contest? Someone was telling me about, I read it actually on a group, that they said that there has been a problem in some schools. 
you know, I'm not so involved in other, um, um, what they call a parent-teacher association things, you know, but I hear there are some schools that, um, that the, the people are complaining. That when they tell children to bring um, snacks to school, that then there's not a competition. Alright? So you can imagine that somebody, a child will bring so-and-so, and that child, you know, if there was a way to bring designer donuts, Are you understand what I'm saying? Designer fruit juice. The type that when you see on top of it, they will say, uh, Fegamo juice. <laughs> Parents would have bought it. What is that about? What is that about? So, they're in a contest. Trying to show something. And there are some of you here, because of the city we live in, you're always in a contest. Even coming to church now, you're in a contest. Why did you come late? Because the person you want to borrow you from, his place is far from your house. Amen. Amen. I once was joking somewhere. I said, that thing on your hair, is it your own? Amen. No, it's not even the buying. It's somebody else's own. Someone else bought it. So you went to borrow it. Are you listening to me? So, what you are fighting for, it's even diminishing things in your life. Affecting things that shouldn't be affected. There are some ladies that are fighting for a man's attention. Hello? And that's what some of them are doing on social media. You take a picture. Then you take this one. <laughs> then you put it up on social media. What do you expect? Amen. They will, they will, you know, they will like you. Oh, but they won't take you to mama. <laughs> Amen. They will like, but they won't take you to mama. Amen. You are a lamb to be slain. Not taken to mama. Keep showing them. So what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? There are some brothers that are fighting to appear rich. Please, just be rich. Church will close now. You're going to stand in front of one car. Take a picture. This is how we roll. Every Sunday you use a different car. A different car. Every Sunday. And people think you have six cars. You don't even have six shoes. There's a brother I saw. Let me have this brother now. He's always with a key. So, I'd known him for a while, you know. So one day he came to see me. I hope he's not watching. So, 
after seeing me, this was years ago, he, we were going, and I said, let me walk you to the, where the, it was our former church venue. I walk him to the, to the car park. Where the, so I was walking. He said, Pastor, no, you can go back. I said, no, let me, let me, let me see you off, you know. Courtesy. I, I normally do that, you know. So I was walking. And I said, instead of turning, you know, if you know the former church, if you park, you park at the back. You turn right. When he got to this, he started going left. I said, ah, you park outside of the place. Then you would have driven in now. He now said, Pastor, I did not, I did not drive. I said, you... So I now said, you didn't come with your car? Or oh, is the car bad? I know I was very concerned. He now said, I don't have a car. I like, but there's a key in your hand. He says, it's my house key. <laughs> Every time it's coming, we'll be doing like that. Now, if it's a big bunch, I wanna, it's just a single key or two keys or something like that, you know. So, I, I just think it's, it's car, you know. I've, and I've known him for a while, not three months, not six months, not one year. I thought he had a car. Amen. Look around you, those are holding key. <laughs> Say, is it house key or car key? <laughs> So, there are brothers that are fighting to appear rich. But there are seven things you should fight for. Number one, fight for your faith. That's what Paul was saying. He said, fight for your faith. He was saying, fight the good fight of faith. Paul put it this way in 2 Timothy 4, 7. He said, I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. That means he fought to keep it. It means that distractions came. Doctrines came. Temptations came. Situations arose to distract him from Christ and his salvation. He stood his ground. The Bible says, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Jude chapter 1 verse 3. It is possible that, oh, you've been born again. After a while, you're losing hearts for God. You're losing faith. Fight for your faith. Some of you on social media, someone will crack a, a nasty joke about Jesus Christ. You will laugh. You even contribute. Amen. They will crack, crack a nasty joke about salvation. You will contribute. There are some people who are very sarcastic. And if not, they, they're, even, they're even like, um, they, they, they speak in a way to desecrate the things, divine things, sacred things. Don't humor them. Truly, some things have, they could be, they could be, when you look here, you, they even sound very funny. But you have to insist that you're not going to laugh. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you one that happened. I went for evangelism as a teenager. So we're going, and I saw some group of boys. So there's this guy there, they were smoking something. So I walked up to where he was, and I said, I introduced myself. And then he, I started preaching to him. I said, I just want to share the word of God with you and all that. I'm talking to him. He was putting his hand in my pocket. I just said, I want to talk to him. He said, how much you owe there? He was putting his hand in my pocket. So I, I pushed his hand off. He said, hey, come on, move your hand. He put his hand again. I was pushing his hand off. He said, if you touch my hand again. Somebody I went to preach to. He said, if you touch my hand again, how much is inside that pocket? So, 
I stepped back, you know, I didn't let him, his hand touch me again. He now said, I should come. I was not doing like I wanted to go. He said, if you go, if you move. Now, at least what he said that made me laugh. He said, if I punch your eye, when you they pray, you no go closer again. <laughs> uh, he said, you don't no go need to close them again. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so, people can make jokes about certain things. You know, I'd, I'd left the place, but I remember that. Imagine that I want to pray now. Father, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Fight for your faith. Fight for your faith. Number two, fight for your spiritual rights. Fight for your spiritual rights. You know, the Bible tells us in John 1 verse 12, for as many as received him, to them gave he, King James says, power. And that one says, the right to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. John 1, 12. So, we've been given the right to become sons of God. Put it in uh, NKJV. NKJ, NKJV. Thank you. New King James verse says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So, we have that right. That means there are certain rights we have. The right to fellowship with God. The right to have exercise authority over Satan. Amen. I love that scripture in Isaiah 54 verse 17. It said, no weapon of the enemy formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue risen against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Then he says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousnesses of me. What he's trying to say is that putting down Every word spoken against you is your rights. Amen. Some believers don't fight for swear. They're on the streets shouting for their rights. Oh, we are saying. No, no, no. no. In, do that in the spirit. Amen. Are you listening to me? Fight for your spiritual rights. I thank God for your political rights. But fight for your spiritual rights. How can I still be sick? Amen. How can this thing continue in my life? Amen. How can I be struggling to live right? Amen. Fight for your spiritual rights. Let me tell someone that. Fight for your spiritual rights. Glory to God. For sake of time, I'll just rush. The third one. Fight for your destiny. Amen. Fight for your destiny. Let's look at Ephesians 2 verse 10. Amen. In Ephesians 2 10, it says, For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which he had before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. Did you get that? So you fight for destiny. The reason why you are fighting for that marriage is because you believe that that marriage is destiny. Amen. Are you listening to me? So you fight for destiny. Training your children to fulfill destiny is a fight. Amen. My parents fought, glory to God, for me to fulfill destiny. They fought. I can't begin to imagine how many times we ran around the house. Are you understanding me? My dad. <laughs> how many times he slapped sense into my head. 
How many times they told me, go back to where you're coming from? I said, I go in. They said, come back here. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. That's a fight for destiny. You know, I, I, I will never forget this. And my wife might not even know this. That That's why I don't like it. You know what I don't like the most? To wake me up at night that you want to tell me something. <laughs> Women do it. Husbands, do I have a witness? They say, yes, honey, yes, I just, let's talk. I want to tell you something. Hey! Bad memory. <laughs> that is to happen when my dad wants to flog me at night. Everybody has slept. At a point, he took my room key so that I can't lock the room from inside. Amen. So, he will just open the door and come in. I don't even know that he has come in. Just wake me. And he wake you gently. Just wake you. So, wake up. Then he will tell me to sit. We will not discuss. <laughs> but he will still flog you. <laughs> you understand that? You know, that was fighting to, for destiny to be fulfilled in this life. I remember times when my dad wanted to spank me and then he would tell me, you will turn out right. You will turn out right. <laughs> I, I, I you know, that's a fight for destiny. Tell your neighbor, fight for destiny. That's why sometimes, you know, God has shown me this thing. It must be done. Amen. That's fighting for destiny. Oh, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, some people give up on destiny so easily. Eh, it's not working now. What will I do? What will you not do? Amen. What will you not do? What are you talking about? I once told somebody, I said, is that what God is telling you to do? Say yes. And then say, stay there. Amen. Amen. Stay there. Stay there. Stay with it. The Bible said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. That's fighting for destiny. Jesus would have just said, I'm not doing it again. No. I'm not doing it again. You've heard that story about a man that said that he loved his wife so much. And then they said, okay, if you love your wife, you wanted to whip the wife. And then they said, um, you will take the strokes. So I said, no problem. By the time they gave him the first one, they said, honey, take, take it. So imagine that Jesus, as he carried the cross, he said, ah, I'm too young to die. <laughs> he dropped the cross and said, let everybody pay for their sins. Amen. He fought for destiny. Throughout scriptures, you see the Bible says that it might be fulfilled. That it might be fulfilled. He was ensuring that all that was written about him was fulfilled. The Bible said, lo, in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will. That's your own destiny also. It is written of you. Amen. And you will do his will in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your right and say, in the name of Jesus, I fight for destiny. Say, I'm fighting for destiny. Let's start saying, I'm fighting for my faith. I'm fighting for my spiritual rights. Say, I'm fighting for destiny. Number four, fight for growth. Fight for growth. Some people are stagnant and they are comfortable. In 1 Peter 2.2, 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? That you may grow. That you may grow. That you may grow. That you may grow. That means that growth is a must. You should fight to grow. Grow on every side. Hallelujah. Be better in 2020 than you were in 2019. Every top two people say, Grow, grow, grow. Some people are no more stretching for more. They are now relaxed. 
Nothing more. What are you looking for? Eh, what else will I be looking for? Listen, there's a difference between being patient and settling for less. Amen. Are you understanding me? There's a difference. Being patient means that you are waiting for God's best. Amen. But doesn't mean you are settling for less. So grow. Make up your mind to grow. Fight to grow. All the obstacles to growth, address them. Take them out of your path. See them as an enemy. Amen. Fight to grow. You can add a second scripture. Second Peter 3.16. Grow in grace and in knowledge of the Lord. Hallelujah. Second Peter 3.16. Did you get that fourth one? Did I say 3.16? I made a mistake. The last verse of... Uh, Second Peter, that's not 16, it should be 17. 18, not 16, sorry. This, the fifth one, I'll read from 1 Timothy 2, verse 2. And I'll also read 2 Timothy 1, 7. Then I'll tell you what the fifth one is. What's the first one? Fight for your faith. What's the second one? Third one. Now, number five. Fight for tranquility. Peace of mind. Amen. I'll read from First Peter 2, verse 2. It says for... It starts by saying that I will that you pray for... Um, um, uh, first of all, start from verse 1, please. Before we come to verse 1, I said, start from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2. Why are you doing that? That's the fight you're fighting. For kings, for all that are not That we may, what? Lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Let me tell some of you. There are some of you that are 25. But you look 46. You know why? Stress. Stress. If you see how some young people stress themselves about what's not their business, how can I stand out lose? How can I stand out lose? What happened? What happened? What happened? Why will you carry such a burden on you? Are they paying you? Amen. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not in a good mood today. I'm not in a good mood. Shut I'm not eating. <laughs> Even the people that played and lost, they're eating. Amen. Are you understanding? The person that made them score the goal, he ate. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. That tranquility. You know, do you know what it is to be at peace in your soul? Amen. You know, there are some of you that you cannot even be at peace. You're not fighting for peace. You are fighting to have more troubles. You are looking for who to confront. Now, you have people that you are owing. Anytime their phone rings, your blood pressure rises. There are some streets you can't pass because you are owing people. We had a guy that was working for us. In our former venue. And he used to bring a, tr- a, tr- a truck of things for us. 
And then he, he will go, it's supposed to be a short distance, it will take him a long time. So we're wondering why it was taking him so long. He said that there is a particular road he can't pass. So he goes round. I think he goes round to bring it to us. I think it's coming from my tree and supposed to come through us, uh, um, Ajib, and come to, through this road to the place. But you know what? He goes round through my one, goes round and comes every time. Because if they see his vehicle on this side, they will collect it. What kind of life is that? So if you know, you are just calm. But you, you are the one I'm talking about. Fight for tranquility. There are some friends that all they bring into your life is tension. It's tension. Anytime they show up, tension. Tension. You know what I'm talking about? My wife does not like watching horror movies. She said, why would she just put herself through that stress? <laughs> but some of you like it. <laughs> but you will not go. You increase the volume. <laughs> Fight for tranquility. Let me tell someone, fight, fight for tranquility. Say it again. Fight for tranquility. Thank you. Fight for tranquility. That peace of mind. Amen. You are peace with yourself. When you are sleeping at night, you sleep. When it's time to wake up, you wake up. Some people don't, some people, trouble never allow them to sleep. And then people wake up somehow. <gasps> That's how they wake up. <gasps> it's not that the day has started. Wala has started. What's the scripture I gave you? I'll give you a second scripture. Second Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of what? A sound mind. That's tranquility. Sound mind. Sound mind. Number six. Fight for a good conscience. Amen. Fight for good conscience. Fight for good conscience. You know what good conscience is? I have done a teaching on good conscience, so you can ask for it. A conscience void of offense toward God and man. Amen. You will not talk like somebody talked years ago. You got to do what you got to do. No, you don't got to do what you got to do. There are some things you shouldn't do. Amen. Amen. I think what was that statement? It said the end justifies the means. Something like that. What they're after is the result. It doesn't matter how you got it. So some people will cheat, lie, kill to achieve what they want to achieve. No, fight to have a good conscience. Amen. You will live longer with a good conscience. Glory to God. Live longer with a good conscience. 
Let me give you a scripture for that one. Am I talking to someone? 1 Timothy 1 verse 19. Let's read it together. Want to go? a good conscience, which some have been put away concerning faith. That's the good conscience. I've made a shipwreck. That means that if you put away a good conscience, you have a shipwreck. That's why some people have what they call spiritual accidents. Amen. Where are we now? What's the first one? Second one? The third one? No, number four? Number five. Number six. And number seven. Fight for divine relationships. Every relationship is not divine. Some people are fighting for relations that are not divine. I used to have a friend. Anytime he comes around in university. It's nothing good he's talking about. He keeps saying, so now, now, so now you are a child of God now. You, are, you know, there are kind of friends that always tell you that. So now, if I, if I give you this bowl now, so you will not smoke now. Are you understanding me? So you, you can smell this thing now and not smoke it. You know those kind of friends? That will bring alcohol to your room or your house. They know you don't drink anymore. Then they bring it and start drinking it. And you know that when you see the bottle sweating, it is a great temptation to your soul. Then that's what they are doing. Amen. They say, so now if you sip one now, will, 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 will Jesus leave you loud? Some of you know what I'm talking about. And you are still fighting to keep that relationship. Pen say, I, I, I'm not going to come again to your house. You do not say amen. They are saying, please, please. Please, you know you are my only friend. Please, receive another friend in Jesus' name. Receive another friend. There are some friends always telling you about the latest party in town. Amen. Groove is happening somewhere. And you are just here. You should tell them groove is happening somewhere. One word from God. Groove is happening on Friday and Saturday. Amen. They always come to tell you about one thing that is happening somewhere, one thing that is happening somewhere. And then you are fighting to keep those relationships. Listen, any relationship that has a negative influence on your relationship with God, you should not play with it. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it has a negative influence on your relationship with God, after you talk with the person, you cannot pray again. After you visit the person, when you want to speak in tongues, your tongues, it cannot even come out. You want to worship, you lift your hand. Is whiskey song that's coming out from your mouth. Amen. You should already know that something is not right. Are we together? 
But there are relationships that God had brought into your life. First of all, I pray today that God opens your eyes to divine relationships. There are some, the calls you are not supposed to be picking is the one you are picking. The calls you are supposed to pick, you are not picking. I hear that some people don't even call, pick their pastor's call. That's a divine relation. If God led you to a pastor, a church, as your church, you have entered a divine relationship already. Amen. Relationship is a divine relation. It's not an ethnic relationship. It's not a social relationship. Are we here because we are classmates? Are you my classmate? Are you here because we speak the same language? Do you know the language I speak? Amen. It's not an ethnic relationship. It's not a social relationship. Praise God. It's a divine relationship. There's a contribution that I'm supposed to make in your life. Amen. And there's a role you have to play in this church. Amen. That's why you are here. So, you fight for divine relationships. And when things come against that divine relationship, you will defend the relationships. Some people have sacrificed their divine relationships for carnal relationships that will not benefit them in any way. There are people you will meet, you can tell the contribution they are brought into your life spiritually. He says, since I met this brother, the hunger to study the word of God from Genesis to Revelation came into my heart. Amen. Since I met that sister, I started praying like never before. That's a divine relationship. Someone that is concerned about your spiritual walk with God. Amen. Amen. Concerned about you fulfilling destiny spiritually. Glory to God. Lift your hand and say, I will fight for divine relationships. Now, as I'm speaking, can you remember divine relationships you have? Amen. Some don't even know. But that's why we prayed that your eye will open. Amen. To recognize divine relationships. Even in this church, there are some relationships. That, listen, let me explain something to you. That someone in this church, you are, the same, you are in the same church with someone, does not mean you must be in a relationship with the person. Amen. If you see a church member that you know on the street, you should greet him. Bless you. Renaissance. Yeah, God bless you. Wow, Renaissance. Alright? But listen. Some people, I don't know why they are here. I know why you are here. Some people, I don't know why they are here. Amen. Are you listening to me? Look around. Look at their faces. I don't know why some of them are here. Now, so don't assume that everybody that is sitting close to you is hearing what I'm saying now. Hello? Hear it for yourself. Amen. Alright? So you say, eh, we met in church. So what? So, I, since we met in church, I gave him my pin. What are, what, 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 what are brethren for? There's love in sharing. Praise God. Give him your pin if there's no money in the account. Are you listening to me? I wish I had time to talk about this. But I'll end on these notes. This year, these are the things to fight for. Amen. Glory to God. Fight for. If you are here and you are listening to me, and there's a divine relationship 
that has been fractured repairs. Amen. And if there's a kind of relationship that has been ignited, quench it. Did you hear me? Quench it. You just sit down. You are just lonely. Why are you even lonely? Why should you be lonely? You say, I was just lonely. So I started remembering some people. I said, let me just chat them up. You can resurrect a quinsu. Amen. <laughs> you don't know what a quinsu is? All right. A quinsu, those of you in the U.S., is Igbo language for Satan. But it, Satan is not strong enough. Equensu is wicked, more wicked than Satan. <laughs> you agree with me? Equensu yeah, is more wicked. Amen. So, where Equensu is, Satan is learning work. <laughs> Lift your hands toward heaven and say, In the name of Jesus, I have heard your word. Now stand up and begin to declare that you're going to fight for these things. Begin to declare one after the other. Call those things and say, I'm going to fight for my faith. I'm going to fight for my spiritual rights. I'm going to fight for, for, for growth, whatever. I'm going to fight for destiny. Begin to mention them one after the other. Le pata shata la banda brodoska protoso le prende ke zupradi katoso brigadoska prati le mende ke zuprataya kata le prende ke zuprataya katoso brodoska brigadia le mende ke zuprati le gazikata la manda kayaga de katola patea le mende ke ziketon brodoska pledi rataya katoso labaya le mende ke zuplatoso brigadia telire In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of peace around.